Welcome to Hello Health Today, where health is a leadership strategy. I'm Dr. Carmen Mohan. In these uncertain times, those of us in leadership are making rapid-fire decisions, and we want them to be good ones. I'd argue that my best decisions are not based on fear. They're based on my values and on good information. I believe that to make the best decisions we can with the information we have, we need to be calm under pressure. Leaders need to invest in good self-care in order to restore calm. But when we experience high degrees of urgency and play for high stakes, it feels like there's not enough time for self-care. So today, we're going to do part one of a series called Self-Care for Leaders Under Fire. There's a mindset required for being able to give yourself good self-care during times of crisis. This is the introduction, and then in the next few episodes, we'll be taking deep dives into evidence-based stress management techniques for those of us whose time is at a premium like never before. For those of you new to the podcast, let me just introduce myself. I'm a board-certified internal medicine physician in practice at the Hello Health Clinic. My patients are executive women whose decisions influence the bottom line of their companies, be they for or nonprofit. And it's my great honor to partner with these extraordinary women as they fuel their highest ambitions. The mission of Hello Health is to amplify the positive impact of women on the world. We view health as the missing piece women need to break through barriers on their rise to the top. Let me be clear, I do not come to you as a paragon of virtue, but rather as someone with similar challenges. In fact, let's just talk about how COVID-19 has added additional stress to my life. What comes most readily to mind is that I'm a mother of two elementary school distance learners. I'm also a business owner whose model has had to change quickly to adjust to the needs of our clients. COVID-19 will leave none of us unscathed adaptability will reign supreme. As leaders, we need to come up with new solutions to new problems, and it needs to happen quickly. In short, we need to become creative problem solvers. That's why I think it's important that all of us understand there are steps we can take to ensure we show up as the best version of ourselves while we brave uncharted territory. We need to be proactive if we want to move away from making decisions based on our fear and uncertainty. Fear-based decisions often reflect our lesser selves. What we're all hoping to do is make the best decision given what we know, having processed all of the available information, and then deciding based on the greatest versions of ourselves, that is, based on our highest values. But you know, the health landscape for leaders has always been challenging and marked by unique sets of time pressure and urgency at work. COVID-19 has turned the heat up on both of these executive realities, even as it reshapes the ground beneath our feet. Stress management has always been a vital component to any leadership strategy. Whether you had ways of coping with stress or not, the post-COVID era has likely disrupted systems and supports for you. Recovering good self-care has four parts. Number one, name the causes of stress. Number two, assess where you are in terms of your resiliency. Number three, build your tent. And number four, use your resources. Let's start with the first step now. Let's name the causes of our stress. We're all shocked. This is not the life that we planned. It's not anything anyone foresaw. And we're all grieving the loss of the life we knew. The one where going to the grocery store didn't require a six-foot distance from other people and a mask. And the knowledge 
all the frozen food is likely to be gone. We're already grieving the loss of so much. Let's take a moment to acknowledge what we've lost because naming our grief helps us cope better. We miss actual human contact. We used to enjoy hugs from our friends and family or those casual taps on the shoulder which used to be our colleagues' greetings. I never thought I'd say this, but here in Atlanta, we miss traffic. We're a bit disconcerted by the lack of traffic rather than elated. We miss boundaries between work and home. Turns out, being in traffic allowed for transition time between highly productive work and the responsibilities of home. Now the two are all blurred together and there's no breathing room. The loss of the boundaries has created new pressure to work 24-7 and there's always so much to do. We miss the third space. Even if we didn't make full use of them, we feel the missing fabric of society that happened within houses of worship, museums, coffee shops, concert halls, bars, and restaurants. Part of what we miss in the third space has to do with those energizing, spontaneous interactions that used to occur. Even if we think we don't miss standing in line, funny comments and interactions with strangers used to bring us hard-to-put-your-finger-on-it-but-still-important, irreplaceable kind of energy. Couples and parents may be missing solitary time. Time alone has been obliterated for remote workers who are parents of distance learners of any age. We took for granted that special kind of time we needed to check in with ourselves. Depending on your situation, you may be missing financial stability. And some of us are missing out on once-in-a-lifetime events, competitions of all kinds, graduations, the births of babies, even funerals. This situation feels all gray because uncertainty and high stakes make the situation look bleak. The stress we're feeling is being caused by unprecedented levels of uncertainty affecting the globe in the face of high stakes if we don't perform well. Not just high stakes for ourselves, but also for the team, the organization, and those we serve. Over the course of nearly 15 years in medicine, I've never seen such huge obstacles to self-care. This uncertainty gives us all a high sense of urgency. If you've been a regular listener to Hello Health Today, you know that urgency and her twin sister distraction are the thieves of time. The more urgent you feel the situation is, the less likely your brain will be able to solve problems or think creatively. That's because urgency is demanding. She screams through the loudspeaker overhead and won't stop until she commands your full attention. She screams about pressing matters that are so important they feel like life or death make or break situations. Urgency demands all of your attention, which means she doesn't allow your mind to retrieve the information it needs to think creatively and solve problems. You're so busy feeling the pressure you can't think of anything but the problem. You don't have time to think clearly about potential solutions. That's how urgency steals your time. It doesn't help that the standards for excellent performance will be retrospective. We're not able to judge in real time whether we're performing well. The standard will become retrospective based on outcomes we might not be able to control. This means we can't tell if we're making good decisions, even as we're forced to make those decisions. Let's add to that the sheer volume of new information and new actions that are needed and they're causing decision fatigue. For example, my husband asked me yesterday whether I'd like a sandwich or a salad for lunch, and I nearly snapped his head off because I couldn't make even one more choice. 
I think I yelled something like, can't anyone, can't anyone else just, just make even one decision? Poor guy. The man is there making a meal and I'm cutting off his head. I really don't want to be that way. I'm prone to urgency too. All leaders are. The buck stops with me in my organization, and it's wonderful when others step up to claim the decision-making responsibilities, the roles, and the burden, even when those decisions are just about what we're all going to eat. All of a sudden, there's also a great need to care for people in a wide range of ways, not just healthcare delivery, but also a new emotional toll and a large financial cost. That need surpasses our current capabilities and can feel overwhelming. From the perspective of where we're standing in the new health landscape that cropped up overnight, all we can see is obstacles and hard times without end. Everyone take a big deep breath. Okay, put your hands over your belly button, put your feet flat on the floor, Lean so your back is supported in your chair. If you're standing up or walking, just pause for a moment and close your eyes. Now breathe in again and hold it. Breathe out. Do it again. In, hold it, out. One more time. You have just used your body to help your mind. From this place of better clarity, we have named what ails us. As I said in the beginning, recovering good self-care has four parts, and we've just completed part one, name the causes of stress. Each of us has our own set, but generally stress has two categories right now, grief for what, whatever we're grieving for, and fear the fear being caused by uncertainty and high stakes. We've been knocked down and sideways. Maybe it's hard to tell which way is up, but naming the players in the new health landscape helps us know where to start. We have mountains of problems to solve, and we need to start thinking more clearly and creatively if we're going to tackle them. So if it wasn't already, stress management needs to become part of the arsenal we use. We are going to use health as a leadership strategy. Said differently, what I mean is that we're going to use our bodies to help our minds. The second part of recovering good self-care is to assess where you are in terms of your resiliency. Is your battery charged? Ask yourself how you're doing in terms of having a sense of personal energy. If radical self-care was already part of your leadership strategy before these hard times came our way, it's possible your battery was nearly 100% charged before COVID-19 interrupted. If so, you're in a pretty good place to create new ways to solve problems and the problems of your team. You have the energy needed to make yourself helpful to others who are not as fully charged, and your goal may be to look for specific ways to help. If this description resonates with you, you probably count as a weather vane. By this I mean, you can tell which way the wind is blowing, you can tell the storm is going to affect you, but it hasn't necessarily knocked you down. Maybe your batteries are not quite as full as 100%. Maybe you're operating more around 50-75% to of where you'd typically like to be. 
Part of your new energy expenditure has to do with taking on new tasks, roles, and responsibilities being thrown at you. You count as a juggler if you are newly toggling work and personal responsibilities due to the disintegration of previous boundaries between work and home. These responsibilities might include the homeschooling of children, care of sick members of your family, hosting guests in your home, such as college students or other family members. But you may have already been operating from a low internal reserve of personal energy, and now the stress of COVID is unlike anything any of us has known. If you have been at the front line of your organization's response, or if you are the one calling the shots now for COVID, you count as a first responder. When thinking of first responders, healthcare providers who are true heroes in the emergency room come easily to mind, but I'd like you to expand your thinking in this regard. You also count as a first responder when you feel like you're the one running around putting out fires for your organization. If you've had to make decisions that affect people's lives, like deciding how much of your workforce you have to furlough or lay off, you count as a first responder. And you're also a first responder when the sheer number of decisions you need to make has brought you a new sense of fatigue. When people are relying on you to steer during the storm, you're a first responder. Let's pause here and decide where you fit within the continuum that is personal energy flowing between the weather vane, the juggler, and the first responder. It matters where your battery charge was before COVID hit. If your batteries were already on reserve power, count yourself as a first responder. If you felt somewhat depleted, count yourself as a juggler. And if you were feeling energized, count yourself as a weather vane. It's important to note that the risk for burnout is looming for all of us. The differences lie only in how rapidly burnout will occur based on how charged our battery was before the storm and the type of stress we're enduring due to the role we've been forced to play. Burnout comes from enduring stress. It's easy to see the high risk for sudden burnout among first responders due to the stress of urgency smashing up against a low battery charge. The stress of the weather vane often comes from the fear of the unknown and anticipating hard times. It's anxiety-provoking to be able to feel the storm brewing. Weather vanes are also likely to be enduring the stress of others in their sphere. For example, empaths are especially stressed when people they love go through hard or scary times. Recognizing the stress of the juggler is no less important. While so many balls are in the air, there's no time for rest and recovery, no time for stillness or solitude, so there's no recharging one's battery when you're juggling. Good self-care is the prophylaxis for burnout. I have recommendations for self-care that match each of these personas and their corresponding energy states. In the next part of this series of episodes called Self-Care for Leaders Under Fire, we're going to discuss the foundations of self-care. I call this building a tent. Building a tent involves using simple, time-efficient tactics that are temporizing measures to prevent burnout. There's a tent you can use to protect yourself from burnout, no matter where you fall on the energy continuum. Let's talk about action steps for today. There are two personal reflections. Number one, take five minutes for yourself and name the specific causes of grief for you. Doing this is cathartic. Then take some time to name your personal stressors. Number two, assess your resiliency. 
How charged is your battery really? Maybe there's one face you're showing the world, but what's going on inside of you is entirely different and it matters most. Being honest with where you are will help you choose the best path to self-care. Thank you for listening and sharing this journey with me. Coming up soon, we'll be talking with women in leadership who are responding to the COVID-19 pandemic. They're leading in corporate America, in the emergency room, at home with distance learners, and running small businesses. But before that, we'll talk about self-care for each of the personas identified here. In the next episode, we'll be talking about how first responders can start on good self-care. Please listen in. Until next time, remember, today is good even when we're all under fire. If you're interested in bringing our virtual mini workshop called Self-Care for Leaders Under Fire to your team, please give us a call at 404-500-6254. The workshop is being offered free of charge through June. Once again, that number is 404-500-6254. Or you can always contact us online at www.hellohealthtoday.com. Thanks. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Because I am a medical doctor, it's important for me to tell you that nothing I say here in this podcast can substitute for your doctor's advice. My lawyers make me say the same thing this way. The contents of this podcast are neither intended nor implied to be relied on for medical diagnosis, care, or treatment concerning any individual. Under no circumstances does this podcast create a physician-patient relationship, nor does it constitute engagement in the practice of medicine or the provision of any healthcare service to an individual patient. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional diagnosis and treatment. Consult a healthcare provider before making any healthcare decisions or to obtain guidance about any medical conditions. The producers of this podcast expressly disclaimed responsibility and shall have no liability for any damages, loss, injury, or liability whatsoever suffered as a result of reliance on the information contained in this podcast.